side. An open road is no place to hide. There's no turning back when you put it in drive. Roll, roll, roll if you want it the most. Roll, roll, roll if you're ready to go. All these horses need to run. So let them run wild. Members of the PHFFL, Kamish Conlon coming at you. Standings week is in the books. A record standings week. I will get all into standings week. But Kamish Conlon down in Tuck's Pub. It's Thursday night. We're kicking off the last regular season week of the season. And it's, let's just get right into it and crack some cold ones. Actually got to open up. The box here just got back from Ohio. Got myself a fresh 12er here. I think it's 12er. Yeah, fresh 12er here. Let's go ahead, crash of cold ones. Hmm, that cracking sound seemed kind of weak. Pour it in a glass. We're gonna hit get this whistle nice and wet. I hope the boys, girls listening at home, I hope you're getting the opportunity to do the exact same thing. Grabbing your flavor of choice. Hopefully it's ice cold, wetting the whistle so you can sit down, unwind, and relax with another what's surely to be a stellar episode of the Race 3 podcast, Wet Whistler. All right, not bad. So found this in the store, the old High V. It is the Brew Dog. It's a butte pecan and toffee stout. National Lampoon Christmas Vacation Special Edition, Limited Edition. So, I am a sucker for Christmas Vacation. Um, you know, we had Ben on last year over the holiday time because he was in the championship, I believe. Must have been in the championship. Yeah, I went up against Malk Daddy Toto against him. You know, and asked, hey, what's your, what's your favorite holiday? What's your favorite Christmas movie? His was Jingle on the Way. You know, I think I kind of got a basic bitch one where mine's not not as niche or as unique as Arnold Schwarzenegger going after a little, little, little toy doll. Mine is Christmas Vacation. I really get a kick kick out of that, no doubt. So go ahead with Whistler again, see what the beer tastes like. Pretty good, pretty good. Let's read the can, get the can description. I know all the folks at home always want to know what it is. So it's a pecan and toffee stout, and it says... We've teamed up with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation to bring you It's a Butte Pecan and Toffee Stout. At 7.5%, this rich and decadent stout combines sweet toffee flavors, roasted cocoa. Is that how you spell cocoa? C-A-C-A-O. We're just going to roll with cocoa. And hints of vanilla. It may not be the gift that keeps on giving the whole year, but we can guarantee that your six-pack won't arrive meowing cheers there you go oh so it is just six pack not 12 pack well that's all right pretty good beer i'd recommend it if you see it at your local store pick it up tis the season for sure you know what one thing i'm happy about i'm happy that's 7.5 percent because after last week my god i need something with a little bit more kick but we'll get into all that try and think so top 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 of the house here housekeeping items um Standings week's in the book. We still technically have one more week of standings week. That's going on this. This week is the draft version of standings week where the number one seed got to choose whoever he wanted. 
we'll reveal who everyone picked up. Obviously, we had live weeks going day of the big event, uh, but we'll go through the methodology, the mindset, what was behind the owner's thought process that was making these picks, what they're trying to achieve. We'll do that in the look ahead. Um, with that, I mean, I don't think I've got anything else other than just to address the elephant in the room. Oh, I mean, we'll get there in the rewind some, but the pigskin power just was not our week last week. So the pigskin power gave, we gave it away. We gave it to the gridiron gorillas. I like to think more. We lost, we lost standings week than that gridiron gorillas won standings week. So we just didn't, didn't play well at all. I mean, I'm trying to sit here going through. The highest point total from someone on sinners like me last week was Alex. You know, he came through. He just ran into a buzz. So 129 points was the highest we could throw up. And you're talking, I mean, Harvey, I mean, you came up big, 114. You're damn near our second highest score there. Um, end of the day, we lost 4-2, boys. It's brutal. It's tough. You know, we had more pigs here on Sunday and we had gridiron gorillas, but the gridiron gorillas, they were loving it. They were feeling good. So what does that mean? The pigskin power, we each have to throw 20 bucks into the top of the pot. Harv, you know what? You put up this week. You did it. We were talking. The rest of pigskin power faithful, your faithful brethren, we're going to go ahead. We're going to cover your $20. So that's that's you, the other five, myself, Albert. Malk Daddy, Nate, Jadalac CT. We're gonna be dropping in 24 bucks each to cover for that. So that'll be 120 bucks. One thing I am confident about though, so that 120 bucks is on top. That 120 bucks won't be gone from the pigskin power for too long. So that thing's gonna come right back into the pockets of someone in the pigskin power. Most likely yours truly, right here, owner and GM of the boys of Fall Mish Conlin. So enjoy that $120. Enjoy the fact that you guys want it. Enjoy the joys of beating pigskin power. I don't know how the hell it happened. You guys just luck just happened to strike, but it did strike. So congrats to you guys, Gridiron Gorillas. You got the W. Any other housekeeping items? I got none other than last week in the regular season. Playoffs are firing up here soon. Just a reminder, if you look at the standings right now, since we do split it up in two Two divisions, so we can have some fun going toe-to-toe in the divisions and games like we just did in the standings week or the game that we'll play in the summer. Um, however, we do not recognize the divisions in terms of whoever wins. Each division is not auto one and two. We just go with the best record as well as points four. So what that means is I will often go in and have to adjust who the first and second seed are in our playoff bracket. So I'll handle handle all that. So just know that will come. Don't be looking at that. Getting all excited right now. Just because you're on top of the gridiron gorillas doesn't mean you're shoe-in or a lock-in to have the buy. No, no, no. It certainly does not. Although the person, unfortunately, on top of the gridiron gorillas does, in fact, have a buy. But you get what I'm going after. So, I mean, with that, um, I think it is time. It is time to get into the last regular season week transaction corner so this is the big one here people who are people picking up 
try to go into the playoffs, in the loser bracket to either A, help them march towards championship, or B, help them march towards the first overall pick and the toilet bowl. So we'll come in here in transactions. We'll try to only cover things of relevance here. Um, Nate, Daddy, I'm going to have to pause and stop here. Picks up a Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know if I got to talk about it. Honk of your hard man. Honk, honk. Nate the Great. He picks up Cade Otten, the rookie wide receiver from Washington. Has definitely shown glimmers of talent throughout throughout the year. I think he's had two touchdown catches. One coming this last week in just that absolute beautiful, amazing comeback by Tampa Bay Buccaneers and TB12 over who dat nation. That had to be a tough, tough pill to swallow there. Quinters scored a touchdown last week. Six catches, 28 yards, and a tutty, 14.8. Nate Daddy just dropped another tight end prospect. And to- uh, uh, why am I blanking on Jody Fortson, the tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs? I think K. Dotton's talented. I think that's a good long term hold pickup. Honestly, a lot of it's going to rely on. Is TB12 back? Does he put off retirement for another year and come back and gain a little bit more chemistry there with Kate Otten? Could be a good long-term pickup. We have Dirty Van Super Punters picking up Mike Boone. Dirty Van Super Punters are still fighting, scrapping, hoping for their playoff lives. Their quarter, their running back situation, I think, was pretty rough this upcoming week because of buys. We'll get into that. So he's going out and adding Mike Boone. So hopefully he has someone there. Mitch Conlon, he saw enough. Tevin Coleman, he talked a lot of shit. Defending Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman's still on the practice squad. So Tevin Coleman is going to be on the waiver wire in the PHFFL. Instead, I picked up a guy that at least got some work in Jordan Mason to try to keep that handcuff to Christian McCaffrey in the unfortunate circumstance. Anything happens to him. Jordan Mason bringing eight carries for 51 yards, 6.4 yards a pop. Last week, that seems like a better place to lay my chips. Go through here. Then you just have Mouth Daddy just desperately, desperately just grasping um, for a quarterback here. He says, hey, Kyron Williams, I started this guy in my flex last week. Just a terrible flex play. Three three carries for nine yards. Got you a whopping point, nine points. That made you sick to your stomach. You just cut the motherfucker. You went up and you got Cyclone Nation, baby. Iowa State alum, Brock Purdy. He's pretty good. Um, he came in. Everyone knows by now Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. Something to his foot, broke his foot. I don't know. Maybe the same thing Trey Lance did. Came in, led the Niners to a victory over the Miami Dolphins. 210 yards passing, two tutties in the process. Did throw an interception. Good for a completion percentage of 67 Almost 68%. Pretty solid. Good for 20 fantasy points. Mount Daddy is scrapping, clawing for a quarterback with the unfortunate injury to Lamar Jackson last week. Um, Lamar Jackson, I think they're saying he's week-to-week, day-to-day kind of thing. Definitely have to go up and get some quarterbacks in the meantime. So he continues to do just that. Also picks up Tyler Huntley, who is the clear handcuff to Lamar Jackson. Uh, Huntley's a guy that got in the offense last year and actually did pretty good. You look at him coming in the offense last last week. He completed 84% of his passes, which is kind of crazy. 32 attempts and 27 completions. So pretty solid there. Did throw a pick, but where he's actually dangerous, where he's going to be a fantasy asset and where he can help is in that rushing game. He's pretty much a watered-down version of Lamar Jackson at the end of the day. 10 carries, 41 yards, and a tutty. 
So that's really what you're looking for there. Tyler Huntley just make action on the ground. Keep scrolling. We got some defenses going here. We got some defenses. Um, Dirty Van Super Bunners is also picking up Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins, wide receiver of the Eagles, has been has been involved lately to the tune of six targets, five targets. Turned those targets in 12 and a half and 8.7 fantasy points. So, you know, just kind of just the someone on the roster there, someone on the bottom of the roster that you can hope can turn into a threat or an option. Maybe if something happens to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins could have a more significant role there in the Jalen Hurts-led Philadelphia Eagles offense. Um, and then Country Roads, take Mahomes. You know what? He said, hey, Marcus Mariota, he just got his ass benched. They're going to move to the future in Atlanta. Goes out, got excited about it, picked himself up some Desmond Ritter, I don't think Desmond Ritter lasts this season on your squad. I think he's just going to be quarterbacks this class. My eyes are garbage. He went as a late. What round did Desmond Ritter go in? Let's look at this. Desmond Ritter NFL draft pick. Third round, 74th overall. So usually it's a third round. I ain't so bad. There's been some good quarterbacks coming out of third round. This was one of the most historically bad quarterback classes, at least from a prospecting now there's probably gonna be worse ones maybe looking back we're like god all these guys sucked and they busted you can kind of look to the class where the buccaneers were just so lucky where they had the first overall pick and it was between Jameis winston and marcus mariota yeah there was some two golden choices we got choose from unfortunate unfortunate desmond ritter i don't think he lasts he's not for long on country roads take Mahomes. then really the last mouth daddy he's picking up the rookie wide receiver david bell David Bell really didn't do anything at all last week. He had one target and zero, zero yards. Really no one did anything for the Browns last week with Sean Watson back. I think the hope is there that he just has some chemistry, can build some chemistry with Sean Watson. Maybe David, David Bell becomes a second option there in Cleveland. That's it. That's all. That's what we have for Transaction Corner. We ain't got no mailbag. The mailbag is bone dry. Um, I think it's really because, you know, it's a season where a lot of people are sending mail to Santa Claus. I think it's not crazy to think that our mail has accidentally been getting routed up to the North Pole for quite some time. Um, I'm sure when the big man himself, when the Red sees that, he'll probably send one of his elves to deliver me just a big old, big old bag of mail. So we'll just wait till that mail rolls in. So, I mean, with that, I suppose it is time to get into the meat of tonight's show and before we get into the meat of the night show i got wet my whistle and the meat of tonight's show as always is brought to you by t and t barbecue the premier amateur barbecue team out there going i mean you're talking stacks on stacks on stacks of hardware from competitions they've competed in I mean, geez, if I just leaned over a little bit, I could knock knock into and knock over five mugs that are simplifying trophies. Um, Tommy B, I know he's just swimming them in at his place too. Really just uh, just a lot of hardware from our, our barbecue showdowns, TNT barbecue, baby. Um, and what would we bring to you tonight as the meat of tonight's show? I think what we're going to bring you tonight for the meat of tonight's show is, hmm, let's go with 
A, for some reason, I'm feeling like, you know what, it's going to be a little different. I don't think I've done one of these before. Let's go with a hot dog, not just any kind of hot dog. Let's go with a Chicago dog. So if you're going to make up a Chicago dog, you need a few few key ingredients here. Uh, I'm going to cop out. I'm actually going to Google it here so I don't forget any of them. Chicago dogs ingredients here. Before before I do that, though, let's go ahead and try and name them. So I know we need the poppy seed bun. I know you need yourself a wiener, so you got to have that in there. Um, we need the pickle. We need mustard, no ketchup. We need a little celery salt. We need those sport peppers. We need the nuclear green um, relish that goes on there. Mm, tomatoes go on it. What am I forgetting? What am I forgetting? Am I forgetting anything? Let's take a look here. Chicago, the dog, allrecipes.com. What did they say? How do we even know this is factual? They say one all beef hot dog. Check. One poppy seed hot dog bun. Check. One tablespoon of yellow mustard. Check. Sweet green pickle relish. Check. Oh, that's what I forgot. Chopped onion. You need to have the onion. Didn't check. Tomato wedges. Check. Dill pickle. Check. Sports peppers, check, and a dash of celery salt. So this is what you're going to do. I'm not a boy or hot dog kind of guy. I'm a, we got to grill these bad boys up. So go ahead, fire up that grill, get that thing going. Hot dogs, already cooked. We just got to get some nice little grill marks on there, make that casing have a nice little color to it, nice little crunch and pop to it. I don't know. You can really do whatever you want with your grill. Usually with hot dogs, I leave her a little bit lower, probably about 350. And I am an Oscar Meyer Angus beef hot dog guy. So that is what I go with. I usually get the Angus beef hot dog pack. You're going to go out there. You're going to get that. I think they come, what, eight pack or something like that. Then there's some bullshit where the amount of buns you buy doesn't match the amount in the pack of hot dogs. Hmm, some big conspiracy about the big hot dogs or big buns out there. You know how they are always trying to steal from the little man to just feed their pockets. So you're going to go, you're going to throw those hot dogs on and that grill gets up to 350 degrees. And honestly, I don't know. Just let them cook maybe four minutes on a side, roll them over, push them over four minutes on the other side. You'll see when they get a nice, good um, sear mark on them. Really, you just kind of want to warm them up. So then we're going to pull that dog. We're going to grab that dog. We're going to pull it off. We're going to open up that poppy seed bun. You know, if you wanted to get fancy, you definitely could throw in that poppy seed bun off on the side next to those hot dogs, maybe for after the first rotation for the last couple minutes or something like that and get a nice, nice little warm bun action going in there too. You got to like a warm bun, open that bun up. We're going to stick the dog down in there and then we're going to reach for the mustard, give it some good mustard on there, grab that nuclear green relish, squirt that right on there, scoop it on there, grab yourself some diced yellow, I would say white onion, put the white onion in there, get that going, get your tomato slices, shove that in there, sport peppers go on there. And grab that celery salt for a little bit of garnish. Put it on there. And mm, 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 maybe side that, side that up with a side of Lay's potato chips. And you got yourself a hell of a meal. No doubt about it. Doesn't always have to be fancy. A little hot dog. Pretty easy. Chicago dog. You just need to have the right fixes. Mm, mm, mm. Kind of want a Chicago dog myself right now. So that is what TNT Barbecue is serving up for you tonight. And that's a hot dog made by T&T Barbecue. No, that ain't no RGQ Barbecue. No, that ain't all Me Matters Barbecue. That's T&T Barbecue. Our meat is dynamite. You already know what's coming at you guys tonight. We're going to go ahead, get into the rewind, and then we'll do a look ahead and speak to the mindset. I'll get inside the head of each one of you owners and decide what you're thinking, what we were thinking when you chose your opponent, and we'll go from there, get into the rewind. <laughs> 
Kicking off the standings week recap with the matchup between the seller dwellers. Wins have evaded these teams like Masseuse avoiding an appointment with Deshaun Watson. Speaking of Watson, Quinn plugs him into his lineup after a two-year hiatus and didn't have the happy ending that Deshaun has come to know and love as Watson scores a pathetic seven points. Just like the meme, Harv says, somebody call a doctor. Not for me, but for you. As Harv team shows up in a big way and gets the first W of the season and standings week, Monkey is off Harv's back, 114 to 74. Honk if your hard man is anything but hard. After a gross 75 point showing on standings week, Jeff Wilson was like Wilson on home improvement, invisible, scoring a putrid .3 points. The Tomcats popped out their claws, fighting for their playoffs lives. Smith, Lockett, and Lamb sound like a law firm, and they win the case this week, winning 137-75. to Show me where you shit from was hoping the big day from A.J. Brown would allow him to show Mount Daddy his brown hole, but the rest of the team didn't do shit. Their revenge tour took advantage. Devontae Adams saves the day, scoring 38 points. Pigskin power snag a W here, and Mount Daddy shows off his rusty sheriff star to Jakob, 102-99. Dirty Van Super Punters needed a win for the Gridiron Gorillas and to keep their playoff hopes alive. And the Browns showed up in a big way to ensure that happened. Amon Ross St. Brown and the Browns D combined for 68 points. Elijah Moore, more like Elijah Snore. And Travis Kelsey picks a terrible week to have his worst performance. Dirty Van Super Punters crush the boys a fall like a grape and extend their playoff lives 161 to 115. Sinners like me put the Jalen Hurts on chasing greatness thanks to the Eagles signal caller scoring 44 points. The rookie, Krishan Watson, might as well request permanent resi residency in the end zone as he finds himself there twice more this Sunday. Jason Greatness, despite a nice outing, didn't stand a chance. Russell, very limited. Wilson gets to start in the PHFL for maybe his last time this year, scoring a terrible 12 points. Sinners like me, both team ahead to the playoffs, 183-130. to 130. Ending standings week with the heavyweights, but one of the title contenders left his gloves at home and got his ass whooped. Waddle, Cooper, and Jamal didn't find the end zone this week. Leaves the kids under triple digits. Country roads, take my homes, took advantage and steals the win in the one seed and gives the Gridiron Gorillas the victory on this standings week, 127-95. Gridiron Gorillas steals the show 4-2. All right, now we're looking ahead into the future, week 14, to break down who everybody picked. Um, I think the way I'll go about doing this, I'll go right in the order that people got to pick. So coming out of week 13, Country Roads, Take Mahomes, Ben Nielsen sits on top of the season standings at number one, your current one seed right now. And he was first up to make a pick. So, you know what? He could have took in the easy way out. He could have said, hell, go ahead, throw me somebody, call the doctor. Go ahead, throw me hot, hungry, and hot, hot, Harris. Give me somebody that just guarantees me a dub. I essentially want back-to-back -back bye weeks and just cruise into the playoffs. Well, you know what? The reality is he had a first-round bye pretty well blocked up. doesn't really matter if you're the one seed doesn't really matter if you're a two seed. He said, you know what, let's have some fun. Let's mix this thing up a little bit. Go ahead and give me 
the current number two seed. The other team that has a bye, give me chasing greatness. Bring them on. Bring on chasing greatness. Now, this has huge implications. Um, you know, Alex, he, he had to be thinking, you know what? Sweet. Ben, he's going to take a bottom feeder. I'm going to be up sitting here riding that two seed as long as I outpace Chadillac CT in terms of points four. I can go ahead and I can get a buy locked up. Not what he had to have liked to hear when he heard his name called in terms of playing country roads, take Mahomes, look at the scoreboard and see what they're projecting, what ESPN's projecting. And I'll tell you everything that's wrong about those projections and everything that you really need to know. Whew. So we got Chase and Greatness projected. 138 points to win, 138 points to 124. Let's get in this matchup. So going toe-to-toe, you know, Ben said it best in the Facebook Messenger, iron iron sharpens iron, no doubt about that. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to both just sharpen themselves up prior to the playoffs. God, I always click the wrong damn button. I can never remember if I need to click matchup or if I need to click box score. Wish someone, I wish I just had a little someone on my shoulder. I'd always be like, hey, you got to click box score. You don't want to click matchup. This box score's got the nice UI where it shows me the projections for everybody. It shows me nice little green arrows um, or the green check marks. You know, I'm uh, not the brightest bulb out there, right? You know, nice having a little visual res- representation to know, hey, who, who scored more points? Who's projected to score more points than who is usually nice to have? With that said, so like I said, chasing greatness and a battle to try to keep on his first round by is projected to win 138 to 124. Um, going through here, let's see if there's anything on either side of these. Jamar Chase, second week back healthy, going up against Cleveland. I think that was going to help him out in a big, big way. TJ Hawkinson, revenge game against his former team, Detroit, in Detroit. You know, he's going to want to come and ball in a big way. I like both those matchups. Looking over at Country Roads, take me home. I got what the whistle. Something's got something in the throat pipe. Um, Not loving having Michael Carter plugged into your lineup. Especially going up against the Bills and a game that profiles where maybe they'll have to be throwing. You got Knight that's kind of gotten himself more and more involved. Keep going through here. Ah, I do like Keenan Allen against Miami Dolphins. I would project that to be a shootout. I think he's going to be able to score some points there, no doubt about it. And then hmm, Marquise Brown against New England. Got to imagine New England tries to take Hopkins away. Maybe that means Brown gets more targets. Oh, this is what I'm going to say. This because I like absolute mayhem. I'm going to go ahead and say that Country Roads, Take Mahomes, ends up winning this game outright, beating Chasing Greatness, just souring Alex. He would not be happy about that because then his first round bye would be fully on Jerry's kids. That's what's going to happen. And speaking of Jerry's kids, since Chasing Greatness, was the second seed. They were already selected. Chad was gifted, was gifted the second pick to determine, hey, who do I want to play to try to bump up in there? If Alex loses, who do I want to play to ensure that I get a victory? Well, you know what? Despite him coming off his first week, first win of the season last week, Harv, I'm proud of you. 
Don't tell you that enough. I'm proud of you, Harv. That is nice. You went and got a W. He says, you know what? Go ahead and give me the 1 and 12, the lowly 1 and 12. Somebody call the doctor. You know what? I don't think I've ever noticed this. Old Harvey's got himself a, a little logo here. Let me go ahead and click on this and, and see what he's got going on. Um, <laughs> uh, he's got a... Um, he's taking a nice, nice stand. He's standing for Ukraine with a no war Ukraine flag as his logo. Um, or if I didn't, I didn't know you, uh, you cared so much about world, world, uh, world happenings, world polit politics. Let me see the Ukraine flag. Let's see what that looks like. That's gotta be what that is, right? Oh yeah. Ukraine flag, blue and yellow. Harv, you know, they have the, uh. They have the My Cause, My Cleats. Arf says, I want a little My Cause, My Cleats in the PHFFL. Goes ahead and sports a nice no war. Supporting Ukraine. You know what? Ukraine, Ukrainians and Ukraine, they probably sleep better at night knowing that Sam Harvey and somebody called the Dactor and somebody called the Dactor's fan base as their back. I, you know, I love that. That's great. Nice job, Arf. Really, really doing big things out there. I love it. Um, back though to what's actually important at hand. It's the showdown between Jerry's kids and somebody called the Dactor. So, unfortunately, Harv, you're going to take the stand. You know what? You need to tell Chad no war because Chad is coming to just completely take you over and dismantle you. So, Chad's projected to win 31 points. I ain't going to break this matchup down a whole lot. All I'm going to say is, you know what? You've plugged and played halfbacks great. You got Rashad White. You got Latavius Murray. You started with no starting halfbacks this year. You're finishing the season with two. I'll tip my hat to you. That's a sign of a very solid manager. Um, Drake London looks like he's on a bye this week. Either that or he's just injured. I don't really know, to be honest with you. Just get him out of your lineup. If you don't get him out of your lineup, it doesn't really matter. At this point in time, you're not playing for much. Just try to make a stand against Chadillac CT. Chadillac CT, he wins this thing. He wins this thing in a big, big way. Finishes his regular season on a high note, 10-4. and four. And because Alex losing, would go ahead and cascade himself up to that first round bye. So let's see here. We had, I'm trying to think. So we had Country Road, Tick Mullins, Ben got to go. Ben took Alex. Then Chadillac CT. Ah, we got the defending champ from last year, the Revenge Tour, Malk Daddy himself. So Malk Daddy, I mean, People that were here, they witnessed it. He's not feeling that confident about his team right now. Definitely not feeling confident after losing Lamar Jackson. Artie was a little, you know, frustrated. Have to be frustrated. You lose your MVP, co-MVP from last year in Cooper Cup. Things are a little shaky then right now for the Revenge Tour. So the Revenge Tour, they were just out there looking for whoever they could look for that could help give them a W. And you know who he goes after? He goes after very... Very active agent, not agent, but very, very active owner. Lay off the 7.5, Commissioner Conlon, a very active owner. And honk if you're hard, man. Honk, honk. Revenge Tour projected to win. I mean, this game's just a puke fest, boys. I mean, come on. To prove these projections wrong, we have a projection of 112 points to 102 points. Not pretty. Not pretty at all. Um, Malk Daddy, at this point in time, we said he's lost Lamar. 
He wants to ride with old Mac Jones going up against Cardinals. Cardinals defense is just pathetic, so that's probably not a bad play there. You saw Cam Akers hit pay dirt twice last week while he had Kyron Williams sitting in his flex. Made him so sick to his stomach, he cut Kyron. He goes ahead and plugs in Cam Akers. Van Jefferson, he did say he's got three people playing in Thursday night football tonight. So he's got Van Jefferson, Cam Akers. Both of those are bleh. But then he's got Devontae Adams. You know what? Devontae Adams, you can say, oh, Jalen Ramsey's on the other side. Jalen Ramsey, that guy is French toast. I don't like that guy. He annoys me. Freaking Mike Evans can burn him. Everyone can burn that guy. Not to knock Mike Evans, although Mikey, for Malcolm's sake, and for my fucking sanity, you got to turn it up a little bit. We got to make sure we get that connection going with Tommy B. Tom Brady, not to be mistakes with Tom Binkin, my smoking mate, my barbecue partner, going on the year. Flip side of the ball. What's old Nate the Great rolling out there? He's rolling out some Jeff Wilson. Not a bad strategy there against the Chargers. Zeke Elliott against Houston. Zeke's been running pretty good. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if we actually broke down what Zeke has scored versus what Chubb has scored since we made that trade that also gave you a bunch of trade draft equity. Yeah, and you know what? You got damn right. All of a sudden, the guy is just scoring touchdowns left and right. Really, you know, I look back on it. So he was hurt week eight, hurt week nine at play, bye week, week nine. He's been on the games he's been activated, and he's had one, two, three, four, five straight games of scoring a touchdown. And across those five games, we've had four, five, six, seven touchdowns. Not bad. Hindsight, that's looking like a pretty good trade for you, Nate the Great, because really old Nick Chubb just hasn't been doing it for me. I'm putting you on blast, Nick Chubb. Let's fucking step it up. Come on, buddy. Let's go. Let's go. Um, other than that, I don't know what I want else I want to cover about your team, Honk, if you're a hard man. Hmm, so what is going to happen here? I honestly don't like Mac Jones, that quarterback spot. Although I don't like Danny Dimes and Eagles. But you know what? I don't like Mac Jones, that quarterback spot. Don't like Cam Akers going. Don't like Van Jefferson. Mark Andrews, I would think, probably gets hurt by having Huntley in there a little bit. Maybe not. Um, now, Dad, you're not going to want to hear it. Go ahead. And give me – yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say you win, but it's going to be ugly. I don't think either of you guys break 100 points. Hate to say it. Not going to break 100 points either of you guys. I mean, that can't feel good going in the playoffs, not be able to break 100 points. Prove me wrong. See what you got. Honk your hard, man. You don't really care what you do. You're going to the toilet bowl. You're just trying to jockey for position to try to go get yourself the first overall pick. Now that you're just trapped up with draft equity, you have a hell of a chance to capture it one way or the other. And then it came down to me, came down to the boys of fall. The boys of fall sent into fifth seed. There was a lot of rumbling, a lot of talking. Let me wet my whistle before we get into it. The Hawks and the Iowa State Cyclones play night basketball. Basketball is not even nearly as good or as cool as the sport as football, but you know what? We still got to tune in. That's the beauty of having two TVs, especially when the Thursday night football game is such a trash game, like the Raiders versus the Rams. Um, although, if Rams roll out Baker Mayfield, let's see what's going on there. Let's Google that. Let's just Google Baker Mayfield's name. This is when everyone's like, God, Commissioner Conley, if we even made it this far, we sure as hell don't want to keep listening to Ramble now. Can you just get through this thing? Just wrap this thing up. Tough titties, said the kitty, but the milk's still good. Here we go. 
Doesn't really see Baker Mayfield and Bryce Perkins are throwing to Rams receivers in warm-ups. Haven't seen John Wolford on the field. So if John Wolford's not on the field, that means they said they're going to roll Baker Mayfield. Uh, just That just seems like you're setting up Baker for just a really embarrassing Thursday night game, especially with no fucking weapons. That's just uh, – that's they're going to do them dirty, but we'll see what happens. That could be much CTV. Anyways, what I was getting at, Clones versus Hawks playing the Cy Hawks series in basketball tonight. Clones are just going to absolutely trounce them. Go Clones. With that, the boys will fall. They had a big decision to make. Somebody called the doctor. He was off the board. Honk, if you're hard, man, we're off the board. Quinners, hate to put the spotlight on you. Your team is, I mean, we talked about it, not that much better than somebody called the doctors this year. It's been a disappointing year. Granted, you've made some moves. you dedicated yourself to the future when you traded off Devontae Adams. Um, and the story, and the story is, I didn't do it. There was a lot of chirping on Sunday in terms of, man, everyone just kept talking about, ah, man, centers like me scary. You don't want to play centers like me in the playoffs. Centers like me scary. don't want to do that. It's a good thing Dan wasn't here. Otherwise, he would have had a freaking just fucking – his head would have blown up mile wide. Would have had chubby the whole freaking time. Everyone just talking about how good his team was. Well, you know what? His team is on the chopping block. Right now, they're in that sixth seed. Woo! If they lose, if they lose and Dirty Van Super Punish wins, there ain't no playoffs for centers like me. Then you know what? Commissioner Conlon, boys of fall, going after trying to shut this chapter of it down, going for that third championship. They don't have to worry about centers like me. You know what? They decided, let's go toe-to-toe right now and try to eliminate centers like me in the last week of the regular season. You know what? The scoreboard, it says, flies in my face. It says, you know what? That wasn't a good decision. That ain't a good decision. You're projected to lose 16 points, 150 to 133. Plus, Dan, he's probably got just a sour taste in his mouth from that Monday night football miracle for me where Devontae Smith just freaking throws an errant, um, what do you call that when you throw it back? You got the ball, you're running lateral. When he lateraled it back and it fumbled and it cost him the game, he, he was getting ready to lay his head down on the bed all like, oh, yeah, I just won, just got the W, I'm feeling good. Uh-uh, Devontae Smith had different plans. Let's see, did he even dare put Devontae Smith in his line? No, he's sick of Devontae Smith. That made him so sick. I'm surprised he just hasn't cut his ass outright and said, you know what, enough of you, Devontae. That pissed me off so much. So this is what's here. The reality is there is a chance here, although not really a likely one, if centers like me overtakes the boys of fall and the Dirty Van Super Bunders outscore the boys of fall by like 58-plus points, um, you guys might think that's not that likely. Really probably isn't once we get into his matchup. He's losing a lot of people. The guy did put a fucking hurting on me last week to, I think, beat me by like 46 points. So it's not crazy to think that it could happen. So there's some risk here for me. Really, I'm coming, doing everything I can to help the boys of fall secure their fourth championship in franchise history i owe that to the fans i owe that to the players i owe that to myself so that is what i decided to do going up let's decide justin herbert's just gonna absolutely just throttle miami dolphins especially mike williams practicing full keenan allen he'll have his full complement of weapons um he's gonna be rocking and flocking chris mccaffrey against the bucks that's tough to say what's gonna happen in there with brock in there you think brock would be checking down throwing him to a lot don't really like running against Bucks front seven. Hasn't been historically as good against run game as they have been. Um, Nick Chubb, time to get it going. Put you on blast, buddy. Zeke Elliott's been outperforming you since the trade. 
I don't like that. Don't like that one bit. Get your ass out there and play good football. 100-plus yards. I want two tutties, not one. Get me two tutties. DeAndre Hopkins has a cue on his name against the Patriots. I love that matchup, to be honest with you. T. Higgins was a late injury ad just today with his hamstring. He better not be ruled out. That really pissed me off. Travis Kelsey had down week last week, so you know he's going to blow up. Chris Godwin, he's back and at it, just freaking flying. And then the only reason to tune in to the Rams versus Raiders game is to watch my boy Daniel Carlson just fucking knock in five field goals from 50 yards out tonight. It's going to be awesome. Flip side of the ball, Hurts against Giants is a solid matchup. Pollard against Houston is a solid matchup. Eckler versus the Dolphins is a solid matchup. Stefan Diggs is going to get Sauce Gardner, though. Pretty good rookie corner right there, so maybe he'll bottle him up, shut him down a little bit. Tyreek Hill against Charge, though, is a good matchup. Mixing against Cleveland is a good matchup. Oh, Patriots going up against Arizona is realistically probably a good matchup because Kyler will probably fuck up a few times here and there. Doesn't matter. Boys will fall. They're going to get the W. I know there didn't seem like there was a lot of confidence there, but they're going to get the W, and they're going to go win taking out centers like me and centers like me will get dropped to seven and seven. And then that put up the next, the seventh seed, dirty fans, super punters, dirty fans, super punters had to be thankful for what had transpired. Had to be thankful for Ben picking Alex. Had to be thankful for me picking Dan. Now he's in a cheering for Dan to lose, cheering for himself to win. He would always cheered for himself to win. But if he does that playoffs are in dirty fan, super punters, future, Bad thing for him, buys galore. He's just got everybody on buy this week, which is going to make this much, much, much closer. But he's out there. He's picking people up. He's picking up Mike Boone. He's plugged Kareem Hunt into his halfback position. Really, wide receiver position, he's looking solid. Quez Watkins, everyone he picked up off that waiver wire, plugged in. He's got Josh Allen, so he's got Justin Jefferson. Jefferson against Detroit, he's got to like that. On the flip side, hot, hungry, and ha-ha Harris. Just kind of the same story that's always been for him. Looking kind of rough. Um, because of that, the projection is Dirty Van Super Bowls are 112. Hot, hungry, ha-ha, Harris, 97 and a half. This is what I think is going to happen. Dirty Van Punters is going to have a prime opportunity. Dan's going to be kicking the ground. He's going to be frustrated. He's going to be pissed. Dirty Van Super Punters like, yes, I'm going to get in the playoffs just to get fed with bitter Bitter, bitter news. Their team just playing like shit and not making it in. It'll be disheartening. And you'll finish seven and seven. Dan will finish seven and seven. You'll have a tiebreaker and he'll go in. But there you go. That's the scenario. Those are the games to really watch. You got to watch who's going to go after the one seed, who's going to go after the two seed, um, or the first, yeah, the one seed, two seed, who's going to get the buys, and then who is going to get that six seed. That's really all that's left to be decided. Who is going to get the sixth seed in the PHFL and who is getting those first round buys? That is what's up there. That's what's on the block. In reality, one of the buys is likely already covered by OBJYN. There's one more game to go through. The game really has no merit on anything. Show me where you shit from versus the Tomcats. Um, I'll just look at this. I'll tell you the Tomcats are projected to win. Uh, both these teams are six and seven, just where the, the points for and the standings are. Um, yeah, they can't catch. Dan wins. They can't. Well, now that could get interesting. What happens if, huh? So not so fast. Not so fast. So if Dan loses, 
Um, show me where shit from is probably out of it, but you know who still has? They put a 0% chance of the Tomcats making the playoffs, but that just simply ain't true. So if the, oh yeah, because they'd be 77. I'm talking on my ass, yeah. So if Dirty Van Superpunters loses, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, this game doesn't matter. You know what, like I said, I need to lay off 7.5%. So there you go. That's what we got to look forward to. It's been an epic, fun, regular season. I'm ready for the playoffs, baby. Bring it on. Let's go. Kind of crazy to think we still got four more weeks. Embrace it. Enjoy it, boys. Really, you don't get too many football Sundays. You don't get too many football Thursdays, football Mondays. You don't get that much of the PHFFL. You don't get that much of the race, the three podcasts. You guys probably say, thank God, that one. But you know what? That's what it is. End of story. Let's go ahead and make a pick. We're going to make a pick on this trash Thursday night football game. So let me open up. A little bit of odd shark here. Break it down for the boys and girls at home on who is going to win, where to put your money, whether you bet whatever sports book you bet on, whether it's DraftKings, FanDuel, some motherfucking podunk sports book. So we have a six and a half point favorite on the road for the Raiders, and then a 42 over under. So we have essentially the public is hammering the Raiders to destroy the Rams. And then they are fairly split on that over under under. So 56% of the bets going to the over. Hmm. You know what my heart tells me? My heart tells me that it's just gonna be a runaway train. Never look back. The Raiders are going to win. They're gonna I'm gonna side with the public. But you know what? I don't think. I don't know. In my mind, I have like a 28 to 10 ball game. That's only 38. Give me the Raiders. Give me an under and go ahead. If they can do a final score pick, go ahead and put 28 10 in and win yourself a shit ton of money. That's the guaranteed lock parlay. Drop it in. You'll be happy you did so. With that, enjoy the final week of the regular season. Go clones tonight. Um, the teams that got stuff on the line is going to be fun to watch. going to be fun to watch, whether it's the bye or whether it's the playoffs. Whew. That's that time. Put up or shut up time, boys. Cheers to you guys. Cheers to the league.
change their mind. I'm tired of the hustle. Get out of the bustle every time I see the light. Tell me.